Welcome to this week's episode of Uncovered for Pole Dancers, a podcast created by pole dancers for pole dancers. I'm your host, Stephanie Quinn. Welcome to today's episode of Uncovered. Today, I am joined by Georgia, who is returning. You've done two podcasts with us in the past, all about marketing. And we're going to do a deep dive into shadow banning today because as pole dancers, I think we've all been impacted by this on Instagram or Facebook at some point in time. Um, So yeah, we're going to jump into it. So welcome back to the podcast, Georgia. Thank you. My third time. Yes, I know. Third time. Wow. We'll have, yeah. I'm like, who else have we had on that much? I think Simone's like another regular returner, but I think Mm -hmm. you're up there in well there's a lot guests. to say about marketing we touched on shadow banning in the other episodes but like to actually dive into it deep I'm excited about and there's new platforms there's short form video there's everything going on basically no end of topics no. so I, I hopefully you'll see me a fourth and fifth time yes well there's definitely a lot and when we say new platforms we're recording this today after threads drop so we will get into that a little bit later but I want to start like with a really basic question for those who might not fully get what shadow banning is but first of all let's do what is shadow banning and then what are some of the problems that we're facing as pole dancers on these platforms due to this yeah okay well shadow banning as a term has had like a rocky past there'll be if you go far enough back in my feed you'll see me saying there's no such thing as shadow banning and while technically true what I've come to embrace is that's the word we give it the experience. So even if there's not an official shadow banning agenda from Instagram, people get shadow banned. That means that they feel their reach has been diminished significantly, um, often due to content violations or uh, issues with community guidelines. So that is a reality that happens. We can see that we can measure that, that we can look at the numbers and it is true. So shadow banning is this issue where you kind of uh, muffled on social media. You you are still allowed, you, your account's not banned, people can find you if they go looking, but you're not likely to be recommended in the algorithm as much. And you're going to have to work a lot harder to get your views to where they used to be. Yeah. And I like the word muffled. That's a really nice way of saying it because it is like all of a sudden you've got these views and then you just see it drop right off and it's yeah and it's so the people who are following you can still see your content right but it's just you're not on an uh explore page or a or a um, recommended page yeah exactly and even the people who follow you they might start seeing less of you in their feed because there's kind of this snowball effect where if your posts are getting seen less they're getting engaged with less so then they're getting bumped up less if or bumped down because they're just not performing as well as the other posts and that's something to understand with the algorithm it applies to shadow banning and it applies to just reach in general that as a platform gets more and more saturated and as more and more content types and uh content frequency increases you now have a more saturated market if you will that you're trying to compete in literally for attention you're trying to compete for attention and there's maybe an increase in how long people spend on social media but generally it's the same number of minutes or hours that an individual person spends 
on social media. But as more and more and more actors and influencers and creators come in and business owners and all of us come in to produce content, now our percentage is going to drop. So that is something to keep in mind that you're fighting for attention. And even the people who follow you, they probably have too many things in their feed to read everything from everyone every day. So even people who you follow, they're seeing like an algorithmically curated, recommended feed of the people that they follow, unless they go and choose the chronological one, which is a super great feature that Instagram released a couple years ago to bring us back to the original days when you could do it chronologically. I didn't know so, that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm About once a year I repost it because it comes up in my memories and I'm like, annual reminder, you can yeah. to go chronological now. So, yeah, the, the algorithm is, is a, a kind of a mystical beast mm. and shadow banning or just getting good reach in general is half art, half science. But I do think remembering that science part of it, like the, the literal maths, like I don't think it's always about being censored. Sometimes it's about not being uh, interesting, compelling, active, whatever enough for your material to show up. And I think another important reminder is why we feel like the world of poll on Instagram is huge. As pole dancers in the percentage of the users on social media, we're probably very small. So we're already a niche. And then you add in, yeah. you add on top of that, like fighting with all these other creators and fighting is the wrong word, but competing for people's attention, essentially. Yeah. And then you are also legitimately, um, trying to find the right words, <laughs> you, we do experience reduction in reach because we talk about sensitive topics. So even yeah. when you're not feeling like you've been shadow banned. Sometimes people talk about that like it's an event, like it happened on this day and now I'm shadow banned. But also shadow banning, it's it's a vague term. And what's maybe happening is that some of your posts have more of these red flag words in than others. Um, and their AI systems are set up to reduce reach of potentially inflammatory topics and or put them through human review to check whether or not the post is a positive or a negative thing because there's a lot of gray area in borderline industries in sex yeah. and drugs and rock and roll and all of like <laughs> my favorite places to hang out there's 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 a lot of really shady stuff that goes on and they have to keep that off the platform as best they can and it really sucks that we get caught in the fray yeah. But that's sometimes what's happening. It's not always like an agenda against pole dancing, sexuality, womanhood. Sometimes it's like these topics in society aren't widely accepted yet. So there is going to be some fact that's going to factor in to some of the reach. Yeah. And I think we as pole dancers, this is our world. This is our bubble, right? We are like, this is what we do why is it not normal it seems so normal to us to and I often see things on social media that makes me remember 
what the general population still thinks about pole dancers because for me it's all the light and fluffy positive things it's you know the body confidence it's the feeling sexy allowing women to experiment um and men experiment with pole and heels and the sexy style and the contemporary style but not everybody sees that yet so it's a nice little friendly reminder to be like we're still this like We've grown so much and I think when you've been in the industry as long as we have, you've seen such a big change um, and seen Paul accepted. But it's still... Yeah, and that does play with your head because you see that and you think it's happened everywhere with everyone. But, yeah, sadly, I mean, we often see it when we do paid reach. So if we boost a post, that's when you start getting, like, your non-follower audience and then you start getting more troll comments and stuff. And yeah, yeah, people are dicks. So yeah, we um, recently had quite a bit of growth on Facebook, and the number of um, on this is on the Studios page, the number of dick pics we got from that was like ridiculous. Like I could oh, not yeah. believe. Like I, this was the first time since owning the studio that I had had this hat. Like that I'd received any dick pics actually, and then all of a sudden, out. Business inbox is full of dick pics. Yep, ended up on the wrong side of an algorithm and there you go. Yep. There you go. So, yeah, that was an interesting uh, experience. But you talk about red flag words. What might be some words that we're using in our posts that might be flagging the algorithm to to quote-unquote shadow ban us? I think a lot of them you'll know already because they are often misspelled. All those words that we put like a three or an at or whatever, like we've recognized already these are red flag words. So sex, sexuality, um, um, I'm drawing a blank here, but like all I keep thinking of is like orgasm and penis (laughs) and like these are all the words that are coming to my head right now I'm like I need some variety in red flag words but the other word that comes to mind for me is stripper you often see that spelled as uh, skipper yes exactly yep and with these red flag words think of it through this lens there are words that the AI can see in your post and they might then think oh is this a solicitation thing is this uh, sex work which we can't allow on the platform because it's not legal where our server is or whatever is yeah. the policy and how much of it as well is themes and topics where bad stuff tends to happen because people hijack the niche or the hashtag or the or the popularity so we see this with things like the valentine's day hashtag often gets quote banned um around valentine's day because lots of scammers know that there's going to be loads of traffic on that hashtag over that week so they will like go crazy with their their content trying to scam people so sometimes red flag words are words that show up a lot in spammy, scammy posts and uh, they're looking for that kind of thing. Interesting. Sometimes they're words about, yeah, the actual subject matter. Um, And I think, yeah, nudity, adult, all that kind of stuff, depending on the frequency and the context. Uh, If you've played with ChatGPT at all lately, you might know that tech is a lot better at understanding the sentiment Mm. Uh, it doesn't fully understand context still. 
but I think that there's a lot of that going on. We're seeing way more of our posts getting picked up because the AI is better now at finding this stuff, but it's not better yet still at differentiating between them. So yeah. we then are, it's kind of like on us to appeal and submit for review and things like that when we get incorrectly caught up. Um, so if somebody, if somebody is shadow banned, how can they, because we can now, so the, I guess the term shadow ban obviously came, the what the shadow part was you didn't know you were shadow banned, you would just see it. Exactly, decline. yeah, it was happening behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now you can actually see if your stuff is against community guidelines. How can people find that? Yes, uh, you want to go into your settings and go look for account status or account quality. Um I always hesitate to give people step-by-step instructions because the user interface has changed so often, but you're yes. looking for account quality or account status. And in there, you'll actually see a history of your violations. If you've had any, if you can appeal them, there'll be a button to do it there. Um, so this is something just in the menu on your Instagram account. But also if you have connected your Instagram and Facebooks, which a lot of business, uh, we've got the meta business suite, a lot of us have done that, you can go to facebook.com slash account quality or facebook.com slash, oh, what's the other word? Help or support. And it takes you to a merged inbox of your Facebook issues and Instagram issues all there. So um, I'll get the exact links if you like, but again, they're, they're potentially well, going to change. You just want to click around and look. Yeah, I know up. from a studio perspective, um, I used to be able to go into account status and now that's not there. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can't remember it, where it's my quality now. Yeah. yeah. They, that happened recently. Cause I was like, oh yeah, keeping an eye on it. And then I was like, account status doesn't yeah. exist in my settings. So coming back to that step-by-step instruction element, it it does change regularly. Um, Which is frustrating, but I find if you just Google like, how do I see my account status on Instagram in February, whatever, <laughs> 2023, someone else has had that question and posted yeah. a screenshot or something. So it's yeah. findable. And you can obviously appeal and the appeal process is fairly easy to do, but I know a lot of the people that I've spoken to said that they've appealed and they've maybe cleared those and then new ones just pop up anyway. So it's like your whole account has been flagged. Yeah. So if you accumulate a lot of warnings or you have a lot of outstanding violations that you haven't appealed, this can negatively impact your account. Mm -hmm. Then even after you clear them though, some people are still experiencing like my account feels like I've kind of been like handicapped, you know, I've been like slapped on the wrist and now I've got these like restraints on, even though I have had all this stuff, I've either removed what I did wrong or I've appealed and you've agreed that uh, you, the platform did it wrong. Even after that, we can still experience issues because it's an algorithm. Like it's, it, it's not like sentient. It's not thinking, oh, this person's actually good. Like poor thing. She had these issues, but now they're gone. No, it's just gonna be like looking at track record. Yeah. What are your recent posts like? What are other people's posts doing? Um, what's popular in the niche? What words are in it? And how are other posts with those words performing? And like, it's looking at data. So once you've been like out of the loop, your data footprint is like damaged, I guess. 
So sometimes that's why it's like you have to get a big oomph to get good standing again, to have good mm. stats on your posts and your account itself. So those are some tactics I can dive into more if you want to hear about them. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. So how does jumpstart your account after a shadow ban? Yes. Yeah, I love this. All right, let's go. Okay. Well, the first couple of things I think uh, probably you already do, but it's clean up and um, appeal things and, you know, do those steps first. If you've already done that, I'm going to assume at this point you don't have outstanding community guidelines violations and don't have any like horrendous porn on your account. Um, I know that's subjective. Like what we do is considered soft porn to some communities, but you know, there are, there are, there are images that we know are pushing the bounds more. And sometimes, you know, like cleaning up your account a little bit after you've been shadow banned can help. Then I recommend doing a sprint where you increase your daily or weekly volume of posts compared to whatever you normally were doing. So the increase depends on each person. I can't say one a day or 10 a day or whatever. Um, I will say at least daily for the sprint. So you want to have a new post going out once a day while you're sprinting for growth. Um, And if you already were doing one a day, then go try double that. Um, And you don't need to sustain this. So don't worry about this being (coughs) unachievable. We just want to do this for a short period, 10 days, maybe 30 days at the most. And what you can do in that um, swarm of posts is repost some of your best performing content. That's actually a strategy that's going to help get like green lights on your stuff again, because what performed well in the past often performs well a second time. Your audience has grown people have forgotten that you even posted it. They didn't see it the first time because maybe you were shadow banned. So if you look at your old videos and literally repost them, download them with an app that takes the watermark off and just re-upload them again, new caption, new hashtags, or recreate them. Like you could refilm it if it was mm. a talking style video or something else. Um, and try Add a little layer of strategy here, because again, we're trying to push. This isn't something that you need to do every day, but we're trying to get over this hurdle. So repost your best stuff and give it a really good catchy caption, like spend a minute thinking about the hook. See if you can actually put text on the screen that's hook text. Hook is just something that hooks their attention in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, those can't believe number five, wait till the end, whatever. Those kinds of things are hooks. There's also ones that are um, saying something like explaining what the value is going to be. You know, Mm -hmm. what do you want to grow your following? Watch this. Um, I wish I knew this before something or other. This is so good. It feels illegal to know. I'm probably saying things that you will have seen people use these little phrases that just catch attention. So repost and try use hooks. Also, while you're just trying to flood more and more content, you can try different formats. So reels, carousels, static images, stories. Um, Re organize your story highlights as well so that if you are like these stories that you're pumping out 
you can be strategic with this. You can go back and do old stories again, mm -hmm. and you can make little highlights that are going to mean when people come to your profile, this is jumping ahead a little bit further, but <laughs> it plays back in. When people come to your profile, if you have good content that they can binge, mm. then that looks good to the algorithm too. So yeah, it's really about that sprint and about kind of like prettying up your image, have a good bio, nice clean profile image. By clean, I don't, I mean just um, quality, image quality, yeah. like bright and, and that kind of thing. And then the next piece of the strategy is actually completely off your own feed, your own content. So we're doubling or whatever, we're increasing our output and we're going to go and engage a lot more than we were before. So we need yep. to go onto other people's content. We need to search hashtags. We need to go into the discover feed. You know, I go in the discover feed and it's got the grid of yep. all of these things that you might be interested in. And I sort of feed it now and then. So I'll click on the stuff I do like and heart it and then go back out and like scan past the things I don't like and just make sure I spend time sort of teaching the discover page, whether it's doing a good job or not. Yeah. Interesting. So you can do that. And yep. that teaches the algorithm who you are, which in turn makes it easier for them to show you to the people you want to connect with yeah so sometimes we end up just like in this little corner and we're posting only to our own followers if you want to be discovered then you're gonna have to go out and do some discovery like go engage mm. be on other people's stuff so they see like Georgia commented on your thing Georgia liked your post because that's gonna send eyeballs to your profile and if there's binge-worthy content in your highlights or your playlists, then they're going to spend ages there. Maybe they'll follow you. All of these signal to the platform, oh, Georgia's, she's actually a good egg, you know. <laughs> I like her stuff. Um, people seem to be enjoying Maybe we it. won't be so um, mean to her content yeah. and, and put it against community guidelines. Yeah. So but to say mean, that, everything you just talked about there, I've recently done as a strategy on my own Instagram and I made the decision in terms of because I as a business can't afford to not have my page findable um, mm -hmm. so I made the decision that I, once we got shadow banned quite a few times in a row I made the decision that I was going to go on a sprint and I posted twice a day probably for about I reckon it was about three weeks and it meant that when anything was flagged I just deleted it. I just had to go, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm just taking that. I'm accepting that. But I fed content. So it didn't matter if I had to delete it. And I would repost that stuff later if I wanted to. But, yeah, I was yeah. reposting old content. I'm still reposting old content. Um, I'm, And it's funny, some of them that did, didn't do very well 12 months ago are doing well now. So it's, like, mm. interesting to see to see what's working but it yeah. is yeah that's kind of a more advanced layer on the strategy uh going for posts that performed well last time it's kind of just like giving yourself a leg up for yeah. whether or not the content was good it's already been vetted a bit by the community um but if you have content that didn't perform well but you're like i think it should have it was awesome then reposting that during a sprint and really like leaning into a good hook and yes. caption and hashtags then we can give it new legs like that. 
100%. But yeah, it worked for us. We grew a lot in that period of time too. So it was like helpful just to, after being like shadow banned. And you can see the drop off in your engagement. And I could tell exactly what it had happened because I would go in and I would be able to see the change in like notifications. I'm like, we've been shadow banned. Go in, delete the post. But yeah, because I was just finding that the appeals were taking too long. And then yeah. nine times out of 10, they were coming back that they weren't going to, like, it was um, it was against community guidelines. They, they stand by their decision. Yeah, 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 that's it. So I was just like, all right, I just have to accept that I'm going to be deleting content. But, yeah, it worked. And I think uh, that's a really hard place to be because it sucks when you make content that's good and helpful for people and, you know, um, meaningful for your audience and you put – blood, sweat and tears into it. Maybe you've even paid someone to help you edit videos and compose captions. And then when that gets taken down, it's like, what's the point? It's really demoralizing. It can totally kill your momentum and enthusiasm. 100%. It it does suck. Um, But your attitude there is the best one that I'd recommend to have. Like, like, okay, cool. Take it down. Try again later. Okay. Take it down. Different words. Like appeal. Or take it down, but don't let it get in the way of your stride. Yeah. And I guess it depends on what your strategy is at that point in time. If you're an instructor who just wants to keep your page there so people can see what you're doing and you're using it as branding, like what what is the content that you are posting and what is it that you're trying to achieve? Are you trying to achieve growth or are you just trying to still stay connected to your current followership and yeah I think the strategy yeah, exactly. is just, super it's important. It's like a digital business card right? Like exactly. A portfolio. Yeah. yeah. It's not always about trying to get high follow count. Yeah because sometimes like I said before we obviously ended up um, growing on Facebook but it, it resulted in dick pics like they weren't the followers that I wanted right? Like I want followers who are pole dancers or who are because my studio is is female like who are females who might be interested because they're not going to convert for me um, from a business perspective but that's just my business strategy Um, if you're an instructor or just a pole dancer who has a account it might be different I've seen Mm -hmm. quite a few people get their accounts deleted recently what so how one why does that happen and two, is there ways that we can not get deleted on social media or on Instagram? Mm. And then how do all the endorphins and all the other amazing things that go with doing exercise? Since I had Lisa D on the podcast, uncovering all things online pole learning, I have been obsessed, and I mean obsessed, with pole sphere. Not only do I get to pole with some of Australia's best instructors, but what I really love is their progressive learning structure. At the start of each tutorial, you're told about and they link you to the prerequisite moves for the trick that you're about to try. So you can ensure you're ready to take on this new challenge. And not to mention, they've already created playlists for you. So it makes polling online super easy. One thing that surprised me was how much of a community exists inside Polesphere. I honestly didn't realize I could get the same supportive studio vibes online. Plus, 
I get personalized feedback from all the amazing instructors and I can confirm they are active in the members community. You really will be able to get feedback from Philly on your flips or Lola Grace on your flow. If you're ready to progress in your pole journey with some of the best instructors and the best online community, check out the link in the show notes for 10 days free and 10% off your PulseFear membership. Happy polling. It happens for a number of reasons. It might be um, you kind of like straw that broke the camel's back. You've had too many violations before and it's tipped the scales and they're just like, nope, last warning. Sometimes it happens like that. Other times it comes without much warning. Now, Instagram doesn't very often delete an account without like initial steps first, like blocking you, like telling you they're going to delete it in 30 days, that kind of thing. It's really rare that like you get an email and it's like, it's being deleted tomorrow. If you do, that's probably a scammer. So just read it twice and just check (laughs) Um, because fear, uncertainty and doubt, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose everything. I've only got 24 hours to do something. I have to click this link. That's the energy the scammers are feeding off. But yeah, we do get accounts deleted and that happens for a number of different reasons. Sometimes it's a glitch. They do get it wrong and they say so. And the appeal process, it's hit and miss. It uh, There's content moderation in general is like the bane of social media, big tech everywhere. It's not really unique to Instagram as an, as a, an issue. Like content moderation is something we haven't really fully solved because AI can't tell the context. Um, and that brings me back to where the AI is better at finding these posts now, but it's still not necessarily better at telling the difference. So when you're getting old stuff coming up as flagged, it's just been crawled and been noted with things you're saying in the video, things that are in the caption, maybe things in the comment threads even. Um, so that's why you get the ban. And if you are within community guidelines, which I think a lot of us truly are, I know that there's like this really subjective language over explicit sexuality and overt displays or these kinds of phrases that are open to interpretation. Instagram does want to foster a community of people that can connect with like-minded people they 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 support art and freedom of expression and that kind Mm. of thing within whatever bounds they can as a tech company that has to obey the law themselves so um i'm losing my train of thought this happens sometimes at this hour of the day (laughs) uh what were we talking about we're talking about deleted accounts so they're trying to still foster the community it happens normally with warning that's right normally happens with warning um and there you get the chance to appeal and this Mm. is where the key is because a lot of the time when people submit their appeal it's tempting to ask questions like i don't understand why you blocked me please tell me like what's wrong what did i do what can i change but the person who's reviewing the appeal they're not uh like customer support rep Mm. they're someone who's doing content moderation and they're trying to make a decision a yes or no should the account come back or not so when you appeal 
you want to present your case as best as possible. And remember, these people probably really busy and probably don't enjoy reading other everyone's angry letters to them all the time. <laughs> so if you could just be like factual, succinct, uh, explain the problem, be like, hi, I believe that I've been incorrectly banned because um, I'm a a burlesque performer, I'm a pole dance instructor, and um, my content is not sexually soliciting. You kind of want to look at their terms of service and their community guidelines and use the exact wording that they're using and say it's not X. Yeah. It's not overly suggestive. It's not blah, blah, blah. And then say instead it is, it is fitness oriented. It is focused on empowerment. So state what's happened, state what's not true, state what is true, and then state the outcome that you want. So then you say, like, can you please re-enable my account? I often like to put a so that in there. Mm -hmm. um, if you have in any information that you can add here, and I'm kind of contradicting myself when I said keep it succinct, but you want to try to succinctly add <laughs> information about your legitimacy as a business. Be like, yep. you know, I'm a business owner. I had... 30,000 followers and have had no prior issues. I'm really confused. I think what's happened is I, I've been caught up in an error. Yeah. Like, I think it's a bug. You know, you don't want to be mad at people because, again, the other person on the end, it's he, he didn't press delete on your yeah. thing, So, um, Yeah, just state what's happened. State the truth. State what, they, what you interpret their misinterpretation is. Yep. And if you can, like, feed it right to them, Imagine now for a second you are that content moderator who's trying to make a decision. If you've got this thing in front of you that like justifies exactly why and you're on the fence, that's going to be more persuasive than someone just saying like, I think it's unfair that you censor women's bodies. They're like, well, yeah. um, that's not my job, you know? Yeah. Oh, so I love that. That's, that's, that's really practical. You get deleted or banned or blocked. Yes, it's hard because it is really – like I've been – shadow banned and had my accounts restricted and up for deletion and things and I know like I my whole body like, like hot flush uh, stomach disappears mm. feel like all my weights in my legs all of a sudden I'm trembling like it's a scary thing because you're going to lose access to your audience and you also feel like a naughty school child somehow you're just like oh no I'm I don't so think we, yeah we don't want to be like in trouble right I think that's just that's like right. a standard human yeah. nature thing and so I um, feel those things too but you have to try to remove that from your appeal Yes, yeah. and sort of get to that end. I love that. I seen recently that Maddie Sparkle recommended we move to YouTube as pole dancers because it's less likely to censor, less likely to ban and delete. Like, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on YouTube? Let's go, your thoughts on YouTube as a platform for pole dancers. I think it's great, especially now they have YouTube shorts. Yes. So, I mean, YouTube was the original Instagram for pole dancers. That's where we were before we all had hashtag PD something something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, it's if everyone had unlimited energy, I'd be like, yeah, of course, do both. Yeah. Um, but I guess it, it is a platform that is much more a video um, or, sh well, it's short and long form, but like much more a video platform rather than just your images from your photo shoots. and Yeah. And shows. your YouTube shorts, they're the same kind of style as TikToks and Reels. 
Mm. At the moment, they're still a relatively new feature. So you're likely to see good growth on YouTube Mm. if you start now and use YouTube shorts. So what you could do if you're not, if you're new to YouTube, your strategy as a pole dancer or a studio owner, I would make a upload some long form videos that are horizontal like your classic youtube ones you have a thing you in a comp and you've got like the stage with the two poles you know some content like that that's longer form um if you are in the pole industry but maybe you're the pole physio or something and you've Mm. got educational content it's like a 10 minute explainer those things go up as videos and then you can do little snippets and trailers of those things in your shorts and then you can also do just your TikTok and Reels style short posts for, the, for their own sake, not that have come from a longer piece. And by doing that, you will get more views, more likely to get a higher subscriber count. And then like YouTube has all this flexibility. You can make playlists and mm. you can, you know, design your YouTube homepage so that people see your channel yeah. um, in with with restrictions not like myspace type designing it but you know you get to move things around choose what's front and center and it's a very powerful platform i do Mm. think that pole dancers would love being on there well it's like a google search right but with video essentially like you can search how to do a x and then that can come out and yeah Mm -hmm. and but on that threads dropped yesterday what are your thoughts on threads for pole dancers Threads dropped yesterday. So for anyone listening, um, yeah, we should probably threads explain is, what Threads is. Yeah, yeah Threads is a, a new app produced by Instagram that's very similar to Twitter. So the idea is it's short form text. We make a post and then people can reply to it and there are threaded replies like the comment section in Instagram or Facebook things, but it's like the whole app is the comment section. Um, and it does allow other content formats. It isn't only text, but it's text first or text centric. So like Instagram is image centric mm. or was, and then videos came in and things, and then you could still have text. You could have the caption. Think of that like reversed. Now your images and your videos are supplementary to the thing that you want to say you have a point you have an idea you have a thought you have a question and it starts from a place of conversation threads and twitter is more about that that back and forth kind of thing Mm. whereas it's not so easy to do back and forths in instagram comments or facebook like some people do i totally get absorbed in debates and things and do millions of sub comments but it's the the app is designed to support that so it does feel a lot smoother like it's really easy to reply to people you see in your feed if someone's like retweeted or rethreaded something um so your discovery mechanism like that you don't have to be on the post then scroll down to read the comments in order to maybe join the conversation it's like that conversation is brought up front and center in your home feed so that's what Threads is. It's a short form, conversation-based Twitter alternative app by Instagram. And gee, what were... Uh, how do you I'm think, really- how, how do we think that pole dancers are going to use this? And I don't know, like, if grow is the right word, but like, as a studio owner, I'm like, 
I put up a couple of things, like just a couple of little quotes, like pole dancing has gifted me because I did a bunch of carousels on that recently. So I've just taken that text and put it across. But how do we think pole dancers, because we're quite visual creatures, right? Like we love Instagram because it is photos, videos. We can see how people get into tricks. How do you think that we might use that or utilize that in our industry? This is such an insightful question. Yes, Sorry. <laughs> we do prefer Instagram because of its visuals. So why would like a kind of performance art centric audience like a text focused app? Well, first of all, I will reiterate, you can post videos and yep. images and you can do that in the comments, which is a big difference to Ooh. Instagram. So like, you know, you can maybe do GIF reply comments and stuff on Facebook, but in threads you can reply with videos and images and stuff so like something that. So like lot- you're going to see me play with threads all day today now something yeah like, it'll be uh, fun. something like um give me ideas for my next pole, pole shoot people can like throw their pictures into yeah, the comments yeah exactly so, so that kind that of later. stuff I see yeah. a lot I can see people being like how do I get out of this move gracefully and you know you can show a video and then in the thread comments people will be submitting their own videos um, or putting links in. I also can see a lot of the just fun that happens in comments, like, um, I don't know, what do you look for in a poll studio? Wrong answers only or something like that where it's the the conversation starter, the water cooler thing. Um, I feel like sometimes that felt forced on other platforms, like you're trying to get your people to engage. You're like, I have Comment a question. Below. I want to love you. Yeah. Do you love me? Like, you know, and it just, it wasn't as organic and, and it didn't flow as naturally, but that community building flows really well on thread. So I can also see it working for studios a lot um, more so maybe even than, performers and competitors because you guys are community builders mm. so presenting your vibe and having a whole community of people in your threads is a lot easier than it has been on any other platform it's kind yeah. of like you've got a massive group chat with all the people that you love yeah but it's a bit more organized. I literally just wrote down like four threads ideas Oh, Literally. good. I look forward to that's seeing what you I was later. like doing all of this chat. I'm like, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Which like initially mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'd seen it come up and I'm like, I'm not going to get around it just yet. And then just the thought of like, and I've said this before, and I think we probably one of our conversations is like securing my handle as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have the at Addictive Pole Fitness because I have that on every other platform. So I initially did it to do that. But um, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I'm probably more well, excited about it after this conversation. Good. I hope so. I've got I've got more things to excite you as well. Yeah. Um, one thing about threads, uh, as it's not starting from scratch. Like you mm. can pull your Instagram follow uh, following uh, the people you follow. You can automatically follow in threads. Um, so you can just press follow all. And then if any of the people you currently follow on Instagram, if they sign up for threads, it'll automatically make you follow them. Yeah. You don't have to. I actually chose to have a clean slate because I was super nerdy interested in how this algorithm was going to work. Right. And I wanted to just explore, yeah. show up and see what my feed was like 
um, fresh and raw. Yep. But even so, it's not, again, it's not a blank slate start because Meta and Instagram knew stuff about me and my likes. So yeah. I was immediately, before I was even following people, I was seeing great stuff in my feed. And I kid you not, on day one, the stuff I'm seeing is like loads and loads of uh, LGBTQ, trans positive, um, body positive. Like in- immediately it was like, yes, I love all this stuff. Wow, I love it. And it was cool because they're people that I wouldn't have discovered probably yeah. on Instagram because you don't even see like it's it's also just having that profile picture and the name. Mm. Um next to the commentary because when you're browsing like on the discover page it's just the pictures and even in the feed when you're scrolling the picture is the main thing you look at whereas now it's like it's about the person yeah and I I I like that I'm also super excited about threads and I can see a lot of people succeeding because it's not a totally like start from ground zero situation. You bring your following if you want. It already knows stuff about you. So the algorithm is already like tuned and people are seeing huge growth as always happens on a new platform when they are early adopters. So I encourage people to go play with it. Mm. You can literally in um, download it in the app store, go like press open and then it'll let you pull your Instagram stuff all mm. over your bio, your link, your profile picture. It's super so easy to set not up. Much setup needed. Yep. And then you can just sit back and read and browse. Like you don't have to create. No. Like this is a conversation. It's not a presentation. So you can just watch and feel like what the vibe's like. Um The other thing that I am super excited about and no one really understands is the decentralization that Meta is going for with threads. Now, excuse me me for nerdy jargon. Yeah. I, uh, it is so important for our industry, this thing, for shadow ban creators, for people in spicy niches, anyone who ever feels like you're, you lose everything when you lose your following and you've built everything on one platform, but you don't own that audience, right? If, if that's something that's critical for you, decentralized social media is the answer to that. What decentralized means is there's not one central body or actor that controls everything. Instead, the control is distributed among way more people. Mm. Decentralized finance gave us like blockchain, cryptocurrency, that kind of thing decentralized social media, what that looks like is more like email, your email inbox. You can go into Gmail to read it, or you could install Outlook and get your same emails, your Mm. same inbox, your same contacts in a different program. And that's what this open social media protocol is going to be. Like they literally say it on the home screen when you first sign up and you're joining threads, it says something about the Fediverse. And the Fediverse is this concept of lots of different social media platforms where the content is fluid between them all. The creator has more control over their data and their content, who sees it and in what contexts. You can uh, port all of your following and your content to a new platform. We've got to do that 
with Instagram to threads because the, they are owned uh, by Meta, but yeah. the vision for the future is that that's how all of social media would be. And I think that's really exciting mm. for our niche. And it's kind of a nerdy buzzword like the Fediverse, decentralization, interoperability, like all the nerds are kind of like saying this stuff. And I just want to put it in real terms. It means that they Mark Zuckerberg and Adam Mazzeri, he's the head of Instagram, they have said this in several podcasts and in their stories and things. They support this vision. They believe a decentralized social media um, is the future. So it's not there yet. It's not fully integrated with other options yet. Um, But just the fact that they're thinking in that direction makes me very excited. So... I'm just trying to like articulate this in my brain. So we're saying that they'll all be connected in some capacity. So, and you were saying that if you have like a big followership, but let's say on TikTok, you might be able to bring that across to Instagram. Yes. Um, Does that mean you don't have to work? Because I feel like I have to like, I have to have an Instagram strategy. I have to have a Facebook strategy. I have to have a TikTok strategy. And they're all different strategies, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have different people on them. Yeah. So um, think of it again, maybe like email. Yeah. You can log into Gmail and you can see your inbox. Yep. In chronological order of all the stuff you've received. You can also install Outlook and you can create folders and you can set up rules where things that have certain words in or are from certain people go in certain colored folders or whatever. And you get to control your experience of consuming the emails. Yeah. So in future, other social media competitor platforms will exist. They already do, but they're not they're not big. Mastodon is one you might have heard the name of. It's the other Twitter competitor that oh, no. um, is also on an open protocol like this. Um, again, brain. <laughs> Why does this happen? It's ADHD. I love it, but I, but you know. yeah, it, it gets um, in the way. It gets in the it way. It gets in the way. It's also the source of much of my brilliance. So, you know, um, <laughs> I'm hyper focused. But, um, oh, yeah. So, your strategy for the content, it actually moves a lot of the power from the creator to the audience as well. The audience yeah, okay. gets to choose like how they view stuff and what they yep. see. Yeah in a much bigger way and the creator has way more freedom because they aren't tied down to one platform where they built their following and now everything yeah. starts all over if they move it, it it's not a magic bullet solution because some people will have got different email addresses on different platforms mm. or whatever the case may be but that's the concept it's the idea that the data doesn't all get housed like at meta for example the data belongs to a blockchain um Mm. or an open system and then meta reads that data and so does meta's competitor one meta's competitor two three they can all read the data and they all then have to come up with a product that we want to use like then then we're not locked in right they it's still something they can monetize they have to make a good product they have to think of ways to um, provide value on their platform but the value is no longer uh, 
I guess, just existing. Because sometimes that's all it is. Like, well, my stuff just exists there. And so that's what value Instagram has to me. I've put everything there already. But now the value is in like, what's my experience like on that platform? And do I prefer how this other competitor, um, how their algorithm works? They can all kind of make their own different recommendation algorithms and their own different ways of presenting the information. And we get to be part of shaping that as well like this is the new internet it's not just social media this is the vision for the internet to be decentralized Mm. and um this feeds into vr virtual reality and ar and web 3.0 and all this sort of um the new world yeah we are on we are at a pivot sort of point and i love to think of it like a spiral because if you look at it flat it looks like we just go back and forwards back and forwards decentralized centralized decentralized centralized in all systems so it's like banks banks are centralizing all the money cryptocurrency is decentralizing all the money Mm. and what tends to happen in society with any structures is we swing between these two things and everyone gets sick of all of the things that are wrong with being decentralized because there's maybe less regulation and there's all of these things. So then they're like, okay, we'll, we'll regulate, we'll, we'll centralize. Then we all get sick of that because they're power hungry and stuff and we swing back. But what's really happening is not just swinging. If you looked at it from the side, I love thinking of it like a spiral like this. Mm. So we are going back to the decentralized or centralized or decentralized or centralized, but we're also bringing all the lessons each time to the next yeah. iteration. So we're growing and as we as we transition through these. We're growing as we go on this pendulum swing. And it's like conservative to liberal, mm. like open-minded, closed-minded. Yeah. This like society as a whole swings like this, but it's actually a spiral. And we're kind of leveling up to the next layer on the spiral yep. over the next five, 10 years. And you're lo- here at the beginning. Yeah, I love that um, analogy. I love the idea of the spiral because it does. We, as you go, you you grow, right? It's not the same decentralized system as it was before because so much has happened in between those swings. Um, before we finish up, is there anything you want to finish off with about shadow banning, internet, social media, threads? Instagram. Uh, gosh. Or, or are we good? Uh, we will. We'll let, let's wrap up, I guess. Well, <laughs> oh, I'll address what about threads and community guidelines. Um, oh, yeah. I love it. Good. Immediate jokes are, um, hey, yay, another place on the internet where I can post my nudes. <laughs> like, I can post my nudes here, right? And then you see replies actually directly from the head of Instagram, like, nope, sorry. <laughs> so, um, so I also like that, that there's, like the early days of Twitter when you could actually chat with celebrities and feel like you were a famous person's best friend. Like that's kind of what threads feels like a bit at the moment. Um, So they, they are, they have the same community guidelines as Instagram. Yep. Um, So you aren't, it's not like Twitter where nudity is allowed. Yep. Um, But the the vision, I guess, is that in future when it's decentralized, there might be another platform competitor that is all about nudity and mm. uh, and wants to actually make that the focus so you can take your following there if you wanted. Yeah. So 
I think at this point, even if you're struggling with the community guidelines and the restrictions on threads or Instagram, just being there and seeing where it goes is worth the ride. Yeah. And we all get to shape where this goes. I truly believe that. I mean, they are these like monolith sort of, you know, overlords, but also also they they made up of people yeah and they use their user activity to help determine where the future of their platforms go that's right they look at our behavior and they build systems that they think we want yeah so going and showing them what we want um, in a nice way (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for all your insights today georgia i know the listeners are going to get a lot out of it because we did dive into quite a few practical things too which was really good because I don't know how many conversations I have regularly about shadow banning and you know what have I done with my Instagram to grow it because like and like fight this shadow banning thing so I think there's going to be a lot of gems for the listeners in this so thank you for your time and your insights on this my pleasure thank you for having me and thank you for this podcast i don't know if i said this last time but this is a really cool platform for pole dancers to be able to like you've made your own little meta um (laughs) (laughs) uncovered for pole dancers yeah Um, i appreciate i love i love your interviews I, I appreciate it. If you guys love this episode, take a screenshot, tag Georgia and I in it. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you loved about it. And come hang out with us on Instagram at uncovered.pd. What's your handle, Georgia? Georgia Gmo. Gmo like Nemo the fish. I love that. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Uncovered podcast, I would absolutely love it if you could leave a review. As a thank you, I will send you our Addictive Pole Fitness Invert Bundle, the ultimate guide to helping you strengthen your inverts. It includes not one, but two invert conditioning videos with options for beginner, intermediate, and advanced, and a stretch video. To access this freebie, all you need to do is leave a review, share a screenshot of that review with uncovered at addictivepolefitness.com, and I will send you our must-have invert bundle straight to your inbox.